With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a Luke show. We're going to do a transfer talk and we're going to look at Villa's transfer deadline day action, which actually wasn't very much incoming. And look at January as a whole and see where we think Villa are set going into the second half of the season. Of course, if you do want to get some discount off Luke Roper clothing, such as the T-shirt that I have on now, you can use the code TVV20 and you will get 20% off your purchases, even stuff in the sale. So well, well, well worth doing that. I don't know why I've turned into someone from QVC, but there we go. I'm joined by Chris Dolan and a triumphant return for Tom Julian. We've got the band back together for one night to look over January. So we decided the other night when we did a Twitter Spaces that Tom Julian should always be asking the questions, not answering the questions. So I'm going to hand over to Tom now because Dolan and myself are a little bit more astute at talking about football. <laughs> so Tom, off you go. That was almost a nice introduction, wasn't it? Um no, it's good. To, it's good to have you back. It's good to have you. It's always nice to see you. And then since you've been away, Tom James Cheshire got his England cup as well. I was delighted yeah, to see it. Delighted to see it. I was well, 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 well pleased to uh, to see that. How are you doing, boys? First of all, good to good to get it's, the band back together. How are you? All good. Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Not not long home from work, so quick uh, um, quick turnaround. But yeah, all good. All good. Dan? I'm not very well, as you know, Tom. You've heard me coughing. Uh, your cough got a bit of a cough again. Your cough sounds like you're not long for this world, to be honest. I think you already dealt with COVID once. We can't have it again. Mm. It's an age thing, I think. I think once you hit a certain point, illnesses are worse, hangovers are worse. Oh, yeah. you, just, you, just, you just live with it, don't you? You just have to live with it. It's, it's, yeah, but you feel like you've got to kind of battle through illnesses more, I think, when you get older. It's kind of, oh, maybe. Oh, no, not, not me. You don't know me very well. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it's a, uh, well, a parent thing you don't get. And you can't just like lie in bed because you still got to, you know, deal with deal with small children. But um, mm. yeah, anyway, that's a that's a problem for another day. Let's talk about something that. Why why no why why don't I have light for this? Is that me and Donald have had a haircut for the occasion, <laughs> and <laughs> you just haven't. No, I don't... <laughs> you absolutely haven't. I tell you what though, and um, I, I don't want to digress too early, too fast. But I found a barber that I really liked in um, in in Frankfurt. Very cool, Chris. You would have liked it. Had a tattoo parlor in there. It actually turned into a club in the evenings pre-COVID, um, and it shut down because of because um, COVID killed it. Um, so... it. Shut down because I didn't get any more business after Tom had his hair done. Well, to be fair, like Bartels had about seven haircuts in the last sort of two months, and that's completely fine. It never seems to get any shorter. In fact, it's just getting bigger on top. It is short. I take it over from you on the hair. There's, 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 there's creatures living inside there, mate. In, in, in this, mare. this transfer talk getting off to a, uh, yeah. a normal <laughs> success. Talked to, talked to a lot of transfers so far. So, boys, first of all, let's let's look back on January. And first of all, I'd like to just get a quick snapshot grade from you. How do you think Villa's business was uh, was conducted, uh, Dan? Let's start. Are we do we're doing out of 10 or like a school I grade? A school grade, bring it back to, to the, the school. Maybe a school report. Uh, an A minus? A minus. Hmm. I would say. Yeah, Chris? I think that's fair. Yeah, A plus. A plus. A plus, a plus. the highest you can get. Um, I think because we, we bought in continue so early on in the window that people kind of 
forgot about it. You know, if we had a brought in Coutinho last night, then then you know, Sky Sports News would have would have lost the plot, and and it would have been um it, it would have been an even bigger kind of frenzy. But because we kind of got our business done nice and early, uh, you know, our two our two main signings have, have already played two games, so we didn't uh we didn't have to kind of run around last minute for anything, any kind of you know last minute deals. Um, so for me. It was astute, um, and of course, you know everyone's going to talk about the the lack of of, of a CDM. But again, listen to Gerard and Perslow, uh before the Anetti game. I mean, we're not going to go and buy for the sake of buying. And, and if the deal isn't right, then the deal is not right. And um, you think of the horror shows that we've brought in in January over the past, just for the sake of it. And um, yes, we haven't got a CDM like a real enforcer, but in terms of our midfield. Um, options where you know we, we we have got a lot of options, so I'm not particularly worried, and I think we'll be okay until summertime. Yeah, I've two questions for you. Sorry, darling, off the back of that. Yeah, even though I said I didn't want to ask the question. <laughs> if what would you if we had got to say, Dan? What would you grade have been? No, I mean it. It, it, it was just an observation. It, it it didn't actually affect the grade because I wasn't particularly. It, I wasn't particularly bothered by it. You know, it's like I said, we have enough. Mm. We have enough to. We have enough to cover. Um, we've got more than enough enough quality in the midfield, and um, it didn't it didn't affect the grade because it, it's not something that particularly frustrated me. Um, listen, if, if we had got if, if if we had got Eve Basuma in, or if we if we had got Bentecourt then it would have been an A star. So um, it was uh, it didn't particularly bo- uh, bother me at all. Um, looking at the at the outgoings as well. I mean, people are maybe I was a little bit frustrated about the whole Matt target, but then when you look at it, it's probably more a reflection on on the player himself um, than than the club. Uh, and if he if he doesn't want to stay and fight for his place, then obviously Jared wasn't gonna wasn't gonna keep him in the building. So um, it was clearly a last minute a last minute um, a last minute move and. Again, we have options. Ashley Young can play um, can play uh, left back. Calm Chambers can play left back. If need be, Courtney House can fill at left back. So we have the options. You want a you want a second question, Dan? I think you said you had two questions. No, I think I know the answer to the second one. So what? I won't bother answering it. I was going to say who, who if Douglas Louise gets injured, who play, who plays defensive midfield? I'd probably bring in Morgan Sanson. Uh, as a like, as, as a defensive as a like, midfielder, as, as a like for like, I mean, we haven't got it. We haven't got a proper out and out CDM, but no. we have <laughs> players that can play in that position. There were so... there were reports, or not reports, but you know, Chambers Chambers got player yeah. of the season, I think, at, at yeah. Southampton, you know, a long time ago. But um, as a as a central defensive midfielder, no, he did at Fulham and Middlesbrough when he was on loan. But 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 what I would say is is that both those teams got relegated within playing set defensive midfields. Yeah. I don't know that we're going to get relegated, but, you know, you can be player of the season there, but they, they didn't have a great season. I mean, I'd have kept one of the defenders, either Target or Kessler, because I like to have, you know, four and a four to, to come in, and we, we've not got that now. You're only one injury away from only having six defenders. So if you lose, let's say Matty Cash gets injured and Chambers is playing right back, and then you get a centre-back injury as well. You know, you've got then Hawes playing at right centre-back, potentially, if, if it's constant and you've got no centre-backs on the bench. I get why Target left. He wanted to go, was the main thing. And Gerard spoke about having two players for each position and they challenged Matt Target and they wanted him to be up to the fight for fighting out with Luca Dean. That tells me that he wasn't up to the fight and he, and he didn't want to do it. So I understand. It's just that we've got strength in Newcastle. He's gone, up, gone on loan there. There's no fee in there if he does well. He could, he could do badly. And then his value's plummeted. And there's no obligation for, for them to buy. So I get it to, to an extent. And he isn't going to play over, over Luca Dean. But I did like that thought of having two players specifically fighting for each position. And, you know, Ashley Young's very, a very good player still. But he could be needed at right back. And then I wouldn't want to see Hawes at left back or Chambers at left back and, and things like that. It's a difficult balance, though, isn't it? Because I think I said this briefly on the on the spaces on uh, whenever it was Thursday night. You, yes, you, you want two players for every position. But you also... You, you as the club, you as the manager, also have to balance that with with what the player wants. And if you've got a bunch of unhappy former first team players all clubs together, all around the the around Body Heath or or around the the locker room, you have to deal with that relationship as well. There's a there's a personality element to it as well. And if if Matt Target is 
not to say that he's he's disruptive or anything like that, but you know he's a an elite athlete. He wants to play um, every every week, and if he's sitting there unhappy, knowing that he's not going to get his chance because Dinya's fit and and Dinya's now the first choice uh, left back, you know there's a there's there's almost an obligation there as well to look after. Welcome to loose men. Did that just say? <laughs> I presume that's off the start. <laughs> um, I, there's an obligation there to keep the keep keep the changing room happy, and if that means that, that you've got to let a couple of players go, then then so be it. There obviously wasn't the the transfer for target that that was suitable for the club, and they've they've decided that that the best option is to send him out on loan. Yeah. I can. I, I strongly believe that the you know the reason there was no sort of. Uh, transfer in place. I believe it was a very, very last minute thing. I believe Jordan probably would have said, "Do you want to stay and fight for your place, or do you want to go and play for Newcastle?" And maybe even being out of the team there, and it was like, "Right, I'll, 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 I'll go and, and join Newcastle." I think it was it was probably too last minute to strike any proper deal over the line. Personally, that's just how I see it. Um, you know, n- nobody could have could have seen target going out on loan after what George said in the press conference is he wants two players in every position, two top players fighting for, for the place. So it was clearly um it was clearly one of those last minute um decisions that 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 you know stuff goes on like that all the time behind the scenes that we just that we'll that yeah. we'll never know about. But um you know I got the impression uh, that he was uh not a happy bunny. Uh, and quite rightly so, you know, like yeah. you know <laughs> you're you're brought in uh, as your first choice left back you've you've um you've kept the club up in the first season you've pushed the club up you've pushed the club on in the second season you've got player of the season last season shaky uh shaky start to to um to this season improved improved um under Gerard and then Luca Dean comes in so if I'm my target of course I'm gonna be pretty peeved off it's- but you know, we we think oh he's a he's an elite athlete, he's a sportsman, he has to have this this superpower of a of a you know of of a mental strength this 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 super strong mentality he's 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 like everyone else if if in your job if you get if if somebody if they bring somebody in to a sense of place you you're going to be pretty pretty pissed off about it i think that's that's a perfect point though like you know matt matt targets a, a human being at the end of the day he wants to play and he's played and he's done well then a new manager's come in and immediately bought a player that's going to take his position yeah. you there's no way that you don't no. think that your second choice there yeah. because you are and and it's all well in- oh, he knows straight away, doesn't he? Yeah. He absolutely knows, and he's been dropped immediately. So he knows, he knows he's not getting back in without an injury. So I do get it from that perspective. Yeah. I do get it. I think if you look at the window overall, someone tweeted this yesterday. Yeah, you know, the squad I think numbers wise is pretty much exactly the same. So Olsen's replaced Steer. Mm-hmm. Got to be honest, don't know much about Olsen. Can't say whether it's a definitive upgrade or not. They've lost a loan in Twanzabi and replaced him with a permanent in in Chambers. Probably ability wise, I would say they're they're probably about about the same level. But Chambers has got room to grow. I just think he he's become a bit stagnant at Arsenal. But that, that's a good signing, I would say. You've upgraded Matt Target for Luca Dean, who Dean will definitely suit Steven Gerrard's system more going forward. He's got a better delivery. He's already got an assist this season. He's only played two games, so you can see that he'll be a definitive upgrade. And we've lost Al Ghazi and replaced him with Coutinho, which again you would probably say. He's an upgrade, isn't it? Third, third most expensive player in the world coming in for Algarza. As much as I actually liked Algarza, that's an upgrade. So the squad numbers-wise hasn't really changed, but you can definitely say that there's, there's been a shift in quality. I would say from the, from the business we've done, even with the even with what I've just said about the slightly imbalanced numbers in defence, it's a very very successful window. Like Dolan said, they executed things quite early with, with precision, as, as as they usually do at, at Villanelle. They got the business done early. We're just quite a boring club on deadline day, really, mm-hmm. aren't we? On deadline day as a Villa fan, I don't remember ever being massively excited because we just don't ever tend to do anything on that specific day. And it was quite a busy day in general yesterday for the rest of the Premier League. I mean, I, I'm sure I'll get called up. I, I tweeted yesterday saying we'll not have a squad left at this rate. Whenever, but then you, you break it down. I was I sort of tweeted that in, in haste. There was no no great logic to it when, when you see you know, Tarv has gone out and, you know, there's, there's ever much logic to, to my tweets, but when you were just seeing these lone players going out, you're sort of thinking, maybe, maybe, we, you know, we should have kept a few um, in, in reserve, but um, when you, when you've got a chance to sort of sit down and as Dan said, look at it and, 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 you know, who went out, who's come in and, um, you know, the players that we lost on loan were, were, were literally squad players. Some of those 
didn't even make the uh, the match day squad. So um, overall, overall, it's been a, it's been another brilliant window. And like I say the quality of the quality and caliber of player just keeps on getting better and better and better. And um, we, uh, you know, I, I think we're gonna again we're gonna step it up. We're gonna step it up again in the summertime. And I think that's when we'll see some even bigger bigger improvements and and um yeah i'm i'm actually really excited for for the, the, the second half of the season yeah I, it's an exciting time before we get on to the players then that that, that did come in um because we can we can talk about them a little bit more i i just want to pick up on a point that dan said earlier um about kessler i actually really like that 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 he's he's going out on loan and, and getting more games under his belt and we've got a few of those young guys um cameron archer already um, already netted for for Preston North End. Um, Keenan Davis scored a couple mm. of goals, scored in his last couple. Um, and 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 Kessler's another one. You know, we've got a few players out on loan now. The young guys who are, are getting first team experience, which they were never going to get, or very very limited, let's say. Um, and I, I just think that's good for them, good for their development, good for the club, um, and a great opportunity for them to to apply their trade and learn. Learn different systems as well. Yeah. Lou Barry's another one who didn't get on very well at Ipswich, uh, but now gets another shot. So I think I think that's I think that's good for us. And I think, presumably with these guys, you can you can call them back. If we had real injury yeah. crisis, we we'd be no, you can't. I've seen a few people say that you can't call someone back mm-hmm. once a transfer window shut. No, they're, no, they're there. Okay, they're there. Then Kessler Hayden's a good a good one because he's come from a very successful loan spell with Swindon. He's moved up a league. Say, now, so yeah. he's, play, he's playing at a high level. Yeah. Playing under Russell Martin, I think, at, at MK Dons, who, who plays an attractive brand of football. So, again, he'll, he'll learn stuff from there. Because Gerard actually said quite a lot in his press conferences and has been quite honest. There's a, we've said about that. He said he wanted two players for each position. He did also say he wanted three strikers. And we don't have three strikers now. Archer and Davis have, have gone out on loan. I'm not saying for one minute they shouldn't have been loaned out. I've actually, the Keenan's done really well at Forest so far. And Archer, like you say, is already off the mark. But again, we're only one injury away from having one striker, which is something we've complained about a lot on this podcast in, in, in the past. I know it's Ings and Watkins, which is a much healthier position than Wesley and Codger or whatever it, whatever it was before. But you still like, again, you're a little a touch light. Who would play it for any both of them? Were out? And, it's that, and this is the other problem, and I'm doing it now. You always just look at worst-case scenario squad size, and that worst-case scenario very rarely happens. But you did say you wanted three strikers, and we've no idea. I think, to... um, just on, on, on your last point... Um... Russell Martin is at Swansea, not MK Dons. Oh, he was at MK Dons, wasn't he? Thank you for oh, correcting me, Chris. You're welcome. I did say I said it tentatively. I wasn't hundred percent convinced myself. So, if we're calling out, if we're calling out Dan for being wrong, I just googled it, and um, you can recall the player. <laughs> oh, this is gr- this is great. If, if, <laughs> you, no, you can't. If, if it's been agreed as a clause between the two clubs, so. Who knows? Who well, knows? Football, well, football managers got a lot to answer for. Yeah, yeah, you can't right. do that, football managers. Two mistakes in two minutes, Dan. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty. Co- I'm convinced that's wrong. <laughs> well, both teams need to agree. There both you go. teams need to agree. We're getting it in the right ears. Uh, right now. I will bet you now that none of whatever happens, none of those oh, they, players they come back. Won't come back, but well, if, let's hope if, not. If yeah, shit hits the fan, then then we can we can. No, no, not because there's no. I'm not agreeing with that. Even though you're all telling me I'm wrong, I'm not having that. Can I? I can't. I mean, I can. Anyway, I can definitely. Let's let's move on before Dan embarrasses himself any further here. Um, (laughs) Maybe I should be asking the question. Maybe maybe you should. All right. So um, we've already seen um, a couple of these fellas in action a little bit. Philip Coutinho, Lucas Dean, um, getting said his said his name wrong. Dean. Luca Dean. Luca Dean. Mm. Well, you did it with an Italian accent for some reason, but yeah, it's very similar to the French and the Italian. If you spend okay. a little bit more time in, you know, you just you just need to pick an eye part out because you're, you're oh, like the English in the world. Out, James Chester, he's lashing out. He's lashing out. Like, I am <laughs> lashing. I am lashing because I'm convinced that I'm right. Even though you're I'm convinced I'm right. All right, so so Chris, this one's this one's for you then. While while Dan Google's whether, whether he can be right or not, we've already seen uh, Coutinho come in, and uh, you know one of the benefits from Coutinho that, that maybe we didn't expect is the performances from Emi Buendia as well mm. how I mean I we talked um Dan when I was last on the Villa View about um Coutinho and I was a little bit skeptical uh I must admit having seen him play a couple of times now it's been been a great addition so Chris how how good can, can Coutinho be and can he lift us up 
you know, to the next level? How far can Villa go with with Coutinho in the next half of the season? Watching Dan uh, giggling, he's definitely going to see if he can. I'm not coming up, not coming, not coming up with a good. <laughs> he's probably going to get it. Um, I mean, I, still think I'm wrong. Coutinho is a world class footballer um, and has been for the last sort of seven eight years, but he wasn't he wasn't at his best against Everton. But in saying that. As Gerard quite rightly pointed out, it was a it was a game in the second half where they were just launching balls in into the box, and we, we didn't really get much of a chance to play football. So you can kind of forgive him that, but obviously moments and glimpses um, in that game, and, and again there was huge moments and glimpses in the um, in the in his debut against United. So it's still early, a bit early to tell, but I think in a way this winter break probably done him a bit of good. Um, has he? He's been playing with Brazil has he had much minutes with Brazil or I think he's played a game, game. so mm. um, yeah I mean I I think he's going to need a couple of games to get up to speed um, I think it's actually our next four or five mm. in terms of the, the calibre of, of opposition I think I think suits him um, I think he's going to have, a, have 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 moments in the game where he, where he can really affect it, um, and as we've seen with Gerard, like he had no hesitation in, in starting him against Everton straight away. Like he, he threw him in there. I mean, there's the next the next what five? Um, how many how many of those are of those are at home? Uh, three out of five. I mean, those those are those are good fixtures. You know, if we can if we can if we can get you know if we can get about nine points, nine to ten points out of those, that sets us up. That sets us up massively. I mean, it's always hard to predict, but the, I mean, Leeds are probably. I, I I don't know what's going on with Leeds at the minute. Did Leeds bring anybody in in the window? I don't think yeah. Leeds brought anybody in. Very um, window, wasn't it? They, they, they tried they, to they get did. the American. Is it Aronson? They wanted they wanted players as well. Leeds. Yeah, well, they, the they brought in nobody, and nobody left. So in that sense, I think Rafinha was was there was that potential talk about going to we're putting in. I think, well, West Ham or out of the blue came 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 knocking on Calvin Phillips' door, but um, I think you mate. I think Bamford. I think Bamford's going to be out for that Leeds game, which for us is good because he has a knack of scoring against against Villa. Um, but I think looking at Leeds, doesn't everyone looking at yeah looking at Leeds um this season, especially over the last the last um the last few few months. I mean they've been they've had an awful awful injury injury um list pile up, and uh, I think. To be fair, when we were due to play them, they were probably at their lowest ebb. So I kind of, kind of wish we had a had a had a chance to play them then. But listen, we're probably in a better in a, in a better in a better space. Um, we're probably in a better in, a, in better form now than we were, um, say six seven weeks ago. Um, so yeah, it's going to be um, you know, some some really 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 interesting um, fixtures coming up, and I think that's where where we'll see Coutinho hopefully take off, but. Um, you talk about Buendia. I mean, for me, he's been the standout. Yeah, he, he's he's had a slow he's had a slow start of the season, but honestly, in the last four or five games, he's been um, he's been head and shoulders our, our best our best player. Him and him and Ramsey for me have been the standouts over the last the last four or five games. They've both been so like so consistent and consistent for ninety minutes. Um, uh, so I think yeah, I think um, Coutinho is just going to bring he's going to bring. He's going to bring um, Buendia up as well, as well to another level. Yeah, Dan, I, I did. I did say that. To be fair, one thing I did get right. I, people, I did say Buendia and Coutinho will play together. Yeah. He's not been bought in no, to replace no. Buendia, and you know the link up so far has been really, really positive. Like Dolan says, with Ramsey in there as well. There's suddenly a fair bit of creativity in that midfield, and it's just going to be interesting to see which striker plays really. Because I get the impression that Gerard wants to play Danny Ings, mm. and I think. Arguably, as much as I love Ollie Watkins, I arguably think Ings suits playing with Buende and uh, Coutinho a little bit more. I just think he's more, he's he's going to gobble up those chances a bit more than, than than Watkins would. Clever runs off off the ball. I think Ings is the the cleverer of the two strikers. You've got Bailey to come back yeah, in exactly as as well. Yeah, Trezor guy is going to go still, isn't he? Because the what, Turkey is it Turkey he's going to the window hasn't shut yeah. yet. I don't think so. He he's going to still go, but he hasn't played all season anywhere really, except for the game where he got shot. So, you know, there's there's still players to to, to come in. You know, players that we've not seen much of, and like Wendy, like Chris said, had a, had a slow start, and we're starting to see what he's made of now. We've seen flashes with Bailey, 
So there's, there's still him to come back, and he, he's someone I'm really, really, really excited about. And there's, there's good options. And the second half of the season, if we can get off a good start with those five fixtures after January, now we could be in for we could push top eight, maybe even push for the Europa League or the Europa Conference League or whatever, whatever there is nowadays. I'd be I'd be more than confident that we can push towards that top eight. But a lot depends on those next five games. Just one more question then on Coutinho for you, Dan. He played 24 games in his last two seasons for. Um, for Barca any concerns we've talked a lot about the worst case scenario and injuries already so far any concerns that you know there might be lingering injury issues or fatigue or a lack of kind of regular match practice hampers his hampers his time at Villa Park I think if it does then we've we've lost nothing I mean albeit we're paying a hell of a lot of money in wages out but there's no there's no mandatory fee in for him. If he doesn't work out and he's not fit, we, we just won't sign him. If it goes well, we sign a world-class footballer that we would have had no chance of signing 12 months ago for £33 million. So I still think it's minimal risk. Yes, you're paying the wages, whatever, but he's he needs he needs games. He needs, to, he needs to get up to speed for sure. But you saw in that Manchester United game, he barely played. He comes on, involved, involved in both goals, comes on when you're 2-0 down and you, you draw the game 2-2 and he looks like a masterstroke. And... Gerard will know how to get the best out of him as well. So if he stays fit, I've no doubt he'll be incredible for us. Yeah, the biggest loss for some of these lads that, that have gone out on loan, the young lads, is that they won't be able to train with him and and learn from him yeah. kind of on, yeah. a, on a on a day to day basis. Fascinating to be a young footballer coming through. I think at Villa Park at the moment, when you thought you had Jack Grealish there, and then Jack goes, but then you've got Philip Coutinho to to learn from instead. That's a that's a pretty nice replacement. Um, let's let's talk about the guy that took everybody by surprise. Then Callum Chambers, um, out of the blue, nobody saw it coming. I don't think I saw a single ITK claiming that they knew Chambers was was coming in. For you two fellas, let's start with you, Dolan. Happy happy with that business? A, a good signing, shrewd signing? Or yeah, I mean, yes. Yes, I mean, he's, he's one of those... You know, I think when you're coming off the back of Dean, uh, look at Dean and and, and Coutinho as uh, as the first two to the door, and then and then Callum Chambers rocks up. You know, it, it it's obviously not that sort of signing in lights, but um, a player, you know, a player that I've always kind of kept an eye on because you look. I said I spoke I spoke on, uh, about him before that 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 Southampton setup, and they were just turning out player after player after player and. Um, you know him and and Rob Holding, I kind of see as as like similar similar styles, uh, sort of similar age bracket. Um, but you know he's um he's played he's played seventy four times for Arsenal. He's won the FA Cup, so he's he's won more trophies than than um, the majority of our squad. Um, played played with some world class world class footballers. Played under a world class manager in in in, in Arsene Wenger, and yeah, he's I, I can't say. I've I've watched him, you know, closely in 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 the sense that like I know he's he's very versatile. I know for for, for Fulham he got player of the season. Um as Dan said, yeah, they got relegated, but he, he played he played um defensive mid for Fulham um alongside I think it was Loftus Cheek. Uh and he got player of the season. So um he's not gonna start he's he's not gonna start week in week out. I know there was talk today that he played possibly as a as a holding midfielder against Brentford in the in the friendly because Mings and um Mings and Cons have both played. So there's there's there, 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 obviously we, we haven't seen we haven't we haven't seen the lineup and, and we haven't seen any any highlights. Um but again if that was the case I'm sure it's just because George's just gonna sort of do you know a little you know a little a little tinker uh, number on that but um yeah, I mean, he's not going to be a player that's going to come in and, and play first in football. He's, he, he wasn't brought in to elevate elevate the starting eleven. He's, he's been brought in to elevate the squad. And um, and if that's and, and that with that being said, I think it's a, another shrewd shrewd signing. Um, talk about we got him for free. If, if not for free, you know, I've heard one and a half to two million pounds banded about. So really, again, it's another win win signing for us and um, very low risk. Uh, still only twenty seven years old, so got another three, four years of of um of you know high level football with us. So yeah, I think it's a a really really solid piece of business. Yeah, Dan, I think it was your colleagues at the uh, Athletic that um, 
had the had the exclusive that Arsenal could have signed a 12 month extension with him with real no impact to them or no cost to them and they missed the December deadline and you know it's it's all kind of fallen apart we talked about Leeds not bringing anybody in Arsenal had a very odd window um, as well where they yeah they just couldn't they couldn't attract the big names and and they end up losing a, a squad player like Chambers you know he only played five times so far this season so wasn't in their first team rotation really but could end up being a crucial player. Again, we talk about the potential injuries. He he could end up playing an important part for Villa. You're on mute, my friend. I am on mute because I was coughing and I muted myself and forgot to take myself back. I would say it's really hard to buy a centre-back for Villa at the moment because you're very unlikely to get an upgrade on Contra and Mings. And whoever comes in knows that Contra and Mings are going to be first choice. And we've seen it with Axel Twanzabi, who wasn't happy to not be playing, and he ended up cancelling his loan. It's really, really difficult to get someone in with Premier League experience who's willing to come in and be that third, fourth choice centre-back. So to get someone in who's done what Chambers has done is a smart move. It's a permanent deal, which is smarter than having a loan, like we had with, with Twanzabi. So like Dolan says, it, it ticks boxes. I think it, I think it fits. I think he's still got room to grow because, as I said earlier, I think he has stagnated a, a little bit at Arsenal. This was a, a highly-rated player who got capped by England pr- pretty early or was definitely in England squads very, very early. Probably moved away from Southampton to Arsenal too soon. Mm. Something else that's flown under the radar a little bit is that he's played with Martinez before as well, so they'll have, they'll have a relationship for having been at Arsenal together. So that, that's a positive with a centre-back and a goalkeeper. And as much as I'm saying he's not going to come in and replace Contra Mings because he won't, He's of the quality to, to push them and keep their performance levels an optimum. So I think, you know, for two million or whatever it was, I think that's a, a really good signing. Defenders peak later than players in other positions as, as well. So, you know, 27 is a good age for, for a centre-back. I remember him scoring against us, actually, at the Emirates a few a few years ago in a 3-2 defeat that we should definitely took something from. Chambers scored a really weird looping goal over over Tom Heaton and I remember thinking bloody hell if Callum James is scoring past us there's serious problems there which is perhaps a bit harsh I did look back on a few of my tweets about Callum James and there was a few unkind ones but I think when you look at the surface it, it does make sense as I say £2 million they're just, it's low risk isn't it they're, they're really yeah, they're, he's not going to be on mega books wages you said it Chris it's a win-win like you say £2 million really is a drop in the ocean in this day and age in the Premier League, you can't sign a, a centre-back, right-back, potentially central defensive midfielder, even as kind of squad, as a squad player for, for that kind of money with proven Premier League experience. So I can't see why it's a, why it's a bad thing. You know, we're going to have to end this fairly soon because Dan, Dan may pass away before, uh, before... Apart from not taking myself off mute once, I'll tell you what, my mute control has been unbelievable <laughs> when I've been coughing. Good that you praise yourself if, if nobody else Thank does. You. Um Adam will know. Adam will know. He'll have been clocking it behind the scenes. He'll have been like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. Real pro. Um, Robin Olsen, we mentioned, bit of a random one, kind of comes in, like you say, Dan, for cover. Um, Jed Steer goes out on loan to Luton. Just seems a bit, you know, again, do you think Jed, that was a request from Jed Steer that he wanted to go out and have game time somewhere? Like, I, it kind of seems a bit of a weird move to swap in your, your backup keepers. I just think Gerard didn't fancy Stir by the sounds really? of it. Okay. Wanted a, a higher quality goalkeeper, in, in his opinion. Now, Austin's pedigree is, is there to be seen. You know, he's an international goalkeeper. He's been at Roma. So he's played to a, a high level. Can't say I was massively impressed with him when I saw him play for Everton last season. And I've heard a few mixed reviews from Sheffield United yeah. fans and Sheffield United personnel as well that he's not, not been brilliant for them. It doesn't sound like they were like, desperate to keep him, which you'd think was a, a little bit odd. Him. When they've got a journeyman goalkeeper mm. in goal for them in, in West Fotheringham. He got dropped so, in November, I think, right? So I don't think he's played since November. Mm. So. It reminds me a little bit of Gallagher signing for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why. He's got a relationship with Langer as well, hasn't he? I think. Yeah, from Copenhagen. Yeah, so they've got, they've got a relationship. So, I mean, hopefully we don't see too much of him because I wouldn't like to see Amy Martinez not in goal anyway. So just hopefully you don't, you don't see him. It's weird, though, that he was obviously unhappy not playing at, at Sheffield United, fine. But then he's come in and very much going to be the number two unless something disastrous happens to, to Martinez. It's a bit different yeah. doing it in the Premier League for Villa than it is doing it in the Championship for Sheffield it's United, I would bench, say. Isn't it? Maybe it's a bit more comfortable. Maybe there's a bit more money. I'd imagine, I'd imagine the Villa Park bench is more comfortable than the Bramble you just, you're, just you're, you know, you're, you're back up to... 
one of the best goalkeepers in, in, in world football. And, um, you know, you're coming into, a, you're coming into an environment, a, you know, an environment that's like broad. Yeah, he has the facilities. facilities are, are, are top class. And I'm sure he's probably, I, I don't know about his wages, but, um, which is, you know. Which is fine if, sorry, it's fine if you're, if you're like a young player though coming through. I mean, he's 32, I guess, you know. Goalkeepers do that, man. It's a different, uh, you know, I think we need to get someone like Neil Cutler on here and, and, and sort of talk about the mindset of a goalkeeper. But um, it's a very strange position and and um, it's not like, it's not like any other position on the football field. It's, it's a, uh, it is a, you know, and some keepers don't, don't really blossom until they're late, until they're mid to late thirties. Like look at Brad. Friedel, you know, but um, I think with with Olsen, it's like I'd rather you'd rather have a chance of getting on in a in a Premiership game and be playing a couple of a couple of games in the Premier League than hanging around Bramall Lane and a mid-table Championship side. And let's be honest, that that club is a it, it, it it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shambles. Like behind the scenes, it doesn't seem like a great place. Yeah, they picked they picked up though. They've all right, I'll go up. Well, like, I reckon I'll get top mm. six. Don't know, mm. but anyway, yeah. For me, it's no brainer. If a Premier League club could come knocking, um, uh, you know, he's obviously not going to replace Martinez or 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 play if um, Martinez is fit. And we're obviously not in any cup competition, so he isn't going to even get a, get to play in the cups. But it's um, I, I can see it. I can see why why he's done it. I, I totally get your point. Goalkeeper's different, different position. But you know, it's a World Cup year. He's he's thirty two. He's not getting. I again, I understand goalkeepers play a little bit longer. But he plays with Sweden. He's, he's guaranteed. He'll be guaranteed. He'll be guaranteed in, in that World Cup squad. You know. You know what's mad? He was actually Allison's replacement for Roma. Was he? I... Allison went to Liverpool, and the replacement was Olsen. Yeah, it's it'd be it'd be interesting. Anyway, I, hopefully he doesn't play um, because because that's. That's good for Martinez and, and that's good for Villa. Um, let's let's see how it goes. But just surprised me that just seemed like a strange one. Well, again, um, just on the, I know it's only a third, a, a second choice goalkeeper transfer, but um, I think again, Gerard, as Dan said at the start, he wanted to bring in players with with more with 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 more of a, of a winning mentality. Players that played in, in the Champions League, players that have played at, at a real high level. And listen, Jared Steer is a Villa legend because of what he because what because of what he achieved in that season that we went up, but. With Jed Steer, it, it's not like he's got a um, he's played in any real kind of uh, you know big big games. Well, obviously the playoff final, but you know, I'm talking about on a on a on a world stage. Um, he's um, he's kind of come up through the championship ranks and never really played for us uh, in the Premier League. So I can see why why Gerard um, brought him in um, as just to bring that that kind of winning mentality into the club. Um, and he's you know, he's come from Roma, who are here a massive massive club. Yeah. So, it's true. It's true. Let's see. Um, let's see. Hopefully, he's good squad, good squad player, good squad guy, and um, and and we're building a, a winning mentality. Hopefully, it's a, a happy dressing room in there, and um, and everything continues to, to progress. I think we saw it earlier. The fixtures in February look like they could be they could be good for Villa. Um, uh, a good opportunity for some of these guys to get some minutes, and um, certainly with with Coutinho uh, and Luca Dina, that there's. there's there's good opportunity there to hopefully, hopefully get some wins under the belt. Yeah, and arguably, arguably for me, like you could say, you could say, arguably, two of the best transfer signings have both been from Villa in Luca Dean and, and Coutinho. Arguably, I mean, again, mm-hmm. you look at Dean and, and you look at and and the way we did that was was just so clever. You know, I mean, maybe a little bit per an Everton's part, knowing that probably Rafa was gonna was gonna go out the door. Um, maybe what six days later, five days later, but. For us to be that clever and swoop in and, and take a player of that quality, Everton, arguably one of Everton's best players, um, uh, you know, and the fact that he's ours, we bought him. He's 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 a Villa player, and um, yeah, you can see straight away. You can see straight away that the the the, uh, the 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 qualities that that he'll bring. And, and like I said, arguably the two best sides of the window have both been have both been um, from Aston Villa. You, well, Luca Dane was predatory because he was not on the list to bring in. In yeah, January, it wasn't a target for the yeah. club at all. He came available. There's a player there that they know is an upgrade that they probably, again, a few months ago, wouldn't have even tried for because they would have thought, absolutely no chance can we get this French left, the France yeah. left back in. Absolutely no chance. And they Villa took advantage of another club's misfortune, which I like, because too often Villa have been that club that have been taken advantage of. And we, we owed it to nothing for Idris Agar. 
yeah. as well. So, yeah, it was good to pull Everton's pants down a little bit after that, after they got Idrissa Gay for seven or eight million or whatever it was, and then sold him to PSG for 30. So that was a positive one to get to get our revenge on Everton a little bit. But he, I like that because he's, a, he's not, I wouldn't say he's world-class, but, you know, he's a top-class yeah. player. There was nothing necessarily massively wrong with Target, but we've sensed an opportunity to upgrade a position and we've done it. So that you know, they deserve they got that villa didn't mess around on the price or wages or anything like that either, because they knew time was of the essence, because they knew one more defeat would probably be, be curtains for Rafa, and it was. So that next week, Villa wouldn't have been able to do that. They would not have been able to get him in. So they deserve a lot of credit for the way they conducted themselves with that transfer. Yeah, and I just wanted to mention as well that the Villa kind of website social PR team for, for some of the work that they did over the mm. over the transfer window, certainly around the Coutinho signing, some really nice um some really nice material around that. So um a lot a lot of late nights I imagine um for the Villa for the Villa website and digital teams. So uh good effort. Good good window. And uh, yeah, mm. around the A scores, whether it's an A minus or an A plus, I think that's certainly around the right kind of Mark for Villa. Anyway, what would you give it, Tom? I, th- I, th- I think you guys said it all. Really, I would say, yeah, I would say an A, A to A minus. Uh, you know, those um, potentially, potentially the central defensive midfielder, but we already covered that. You know, there is lots of cover. Um, there's never. Well, let's see if it's a perfect, if it's a perfect window. Um, uh, let's let's see how that works out. But I, I do like the, as I mentioned before, the guys that have got, gone as well in on out on loan. I think that's going to be really valuable. For, yeah. And I think I think it it leads us it leads us in into the summer window um, perfectly. I think the only thing for me is the balance is is imbalance is is do we will we sign continue and and I think that's going to be uh, really interesting to see, to see how that plays out. Um, you know, if we can get him in for for around what 35, 40 million euros. 33 is yeah so if we can get him in for for that sort of 30 33 million pound um price I definitely think we'll go in for is is Basuma I think that was yeah. you know whatever I don't know if Beth Bentecourt was a smoke screen but um I think we'll definitely make moves no they were they were definitely in for him Spurs because yeah. just... oh, okay yeah. um so yeah we'll definitely go in for um Basuma in, in the summertime and yeah I think um I think I think this window is if this is an, an, an anything to go by, then again it's just going to get it's just going to get um the, the quality is just going to heighten. And I've been saying this, I've been saying this for the last couple of seasons. You can just see just that gradual, that gradual improvement in quality. And um, I think if you look at the way we we have done our business, I know Newcastle were a lot more a, a lot more desperate than we were. They had the sign players like that they needed the sign players. So you know you look at who they brought in. For me, Chris Wood, Dan Byrne, and Matt Target, it's 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 not it's not going to set set the world on fire. Um, so in that in that sense, I think we've I, th- I think again I think we've had the best window um, in in the league, and um, it's been um, it's credit again because it was one of our a heel was was bringing in the right footballers, and we and we we went through through season after season of bringing in really really average footballers, and uh, it's just really refreshing to see, uh, you know, top class players back at back at Villa Park. Absolutely, absolutely. We need to talk Anything about you, don't we, Tom? Talk about me. Charity, charity drive. Yes. Yeah. Well, I thought that that maybe there was a, an opportunity. So, for anybody that that doesn't know by now. Um, I'm trying to do a um, a challenge every week, or I will do a challenge every week, a, a sporting physical challenge, uh, raising money for the NSPCC. Um, uh, yeah, they do they do fantastic work, and and there were some yeah horror stories last year, some that, that made the headlines, and, and many many more that didn't. Um, and I thought the best way to to do my bit was to to raise money for them. So um, yeah, set myself a challenge this year to to push myself every week uh, by trying to emulate some of our, some of our favorite sports people. Um, this week after Rafa Nadal hit 21 men's singles, grand slam titles, I'm going to be running 21 kilometers tomorrow night, which is going to be cold and hard and brutal, but that's kind of the point, right? If, um, if you guys um, watching here, if it's not hard, you're not going to sponsor me. So I'm going to put myself through the pain, but that's 20, the 21k that is horrific on a Wednesday night in oh, that's grim. 
That is um, that is horrible. But the point, I, I feel sorry for you. Well, you should. And the point is that if you do feel sorry for me and you've got a spare tenner or so, then then please do visit my Just Giving link. Uh, it's in my Twitter. Um, what's it? It's pinned. And maybe maybe Adam could add it to the to the video here as well. So if you I do mean, have any, the fact there's no graphic up there is really poor. <laughs> if if you I can see him creating one, he's definitely trying to create one quickly. A flash of a discredit on one, watching him do it. He's definitely, he's definitely trying to create something quickly. Listen, let's give him a minute to do that. But yeah, the link will be in the, in the <coughs> YouTube bar. But I thought you lads might be able to set a challenge for for next week around one of our signings. Um, I briefed Dan on this on this earlier, so I don't know if he's already had an idea. But maybe there's something that that I can do uh, around the signings. I did come up with something okay. only just only just while we were talking. Okay. Because I forgot, but I did. I did come up with some. He's not a bash around new side though, but he's bash around Villa next week. Okay. Villa are obviously playing Leeds next week. I mean, Leeds are probably the fittest team in the Premier League, aren't they? I don't think it'll be twenty-one k, but I think you should have to pick the player that runs the most distance in the Leeds team and mimic his his running stats one evening. But I want you to do it in a full white kit. <laughs> okay, so. Let me just You've got to wear shorts. You got to wear a football shirt, white football shirt, white football shorts, and white football socks. Can I just can I just like turn that on the head and make it more Villa and and say whatever Villa player runs the most distance against Leeds? Because Leeds are Leeds are more. I mean, you want to make it harder. He's got a Villa kit, so yeah. But we run more. On, we have, we have increased our stats under under uh, under Gerard. So anyway, okay. Here's here's what I'll do. I'll whoever runs the furthest out of the game there you go Leeds okay. player or a Villa player sure. I, I want you to wear all white because I know you weren't allowed to wear white football <laughs> I'll do it in a full kit whichever team I obviously don't have a lead shirt but I will I'll, I'll wear a I've got white shorts white socks and a white t-shirt and uh, if it's Villa then I'll wear a full Villa kit even an like old it. one that, that isn't breathable how about that I'd, oh don't wear one that, don't wear that 1999 Reebok mm-hmm. AS no LDV Vans my god you'll die yeah <laughs> I tried to do the podcasting that nearly killed me let alone go for, let alone go for a run horrible stuff alright so after after so it's next Wednesday so um, on Thursday night I will run the distance of whoever goes furthest is there an easy way to find it out um Oh, we'll get the information for sure. Oh, yeah, we've got it up there. It's just there. We'll find the info. Okay, I will do that. I will do that for you, fellas. Um, yeah, so if you do have any spare coins, uh, not coins, because that just giving don't take coins, but if you do have any spare cash, um, I would very much appreciate it. I, I am not doing this for my benefit, believe me. Um, but if you if you can support us, that would be grand. Um, Where's his graphic, man? It, it popped up. Did you not see up. it? Yeah. Did it? I never saw it. I never noticed. He was, he was, he was Timothy Cawthon. Did that good? I never saw it. It was, it was excellent. Um, all right. Just before we go, then we should just take a quick nod to the African Cup of Nations because Villa has a, a couple of representatives in the in the semi-finals. Uh, well, two at the moment. Certainly, we, we mentioned him earlier. Trezeguet scored uh, the extra time winner to send Egypt through against Morocco. Um, in a 2-1 win and obviously Bertrand Traore as well with Burkina Faso um, makes it through as well so they'll be playing uh, I think Burkina Faso is tomorrow and um, Egypt then play on Thursday Um, uh, so yeah a couple of villains a couple of villains still in that competition Um, you mentioned Trezeguet already probably out the door is that a done deal or are we just kind of I think it's just expected to go through yeah alone yeah, he's he's mm. given us some good moments, hasn't he, Trezeguet? Very up and down. Yeah, but... Villa on Facebook, Villa did a, did a compilation of his goals. You actually forget how many he's, in that first season. You forget how many goals he scored for us in, in that first season. In like ones as well, yeah. Like yeah. seven or eight goals he scored, from, especially after lockdown. He he, ba- he bagged the the, the, the brace against against Palace, and then obviously that winner against um against Arsenal. So um, got to a cup final as well. Cup final, yeah. The Leicester the Leicester goal, uh, Chelsea. Chelsea goal away, um, the Wolves goal, which I mean it was all kind of consolation at that point. But he, 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 he uh, the Liverpool goal at home when we obviously we lost in in the in, in the last minute. So he had his moments. The brace against Fulham last season at Villa Park when he came on and changed the game. So um, and he's he's had that horrific injury. So I kind of feel for him because he seems like a really nice like a really nice guy, you know. Um, there was glimpses. There was glimpses of of uh, of quality, but then there was probably more 
more frustration um, on the whole um, because didn't quite have that 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 kind of killer that killer instinct, you know that 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 um, that we thought he would. But yeah, I mean, if you go on Facebook and, and watch the little compilation, he's uh, he's done he's done more than than you'd think. Do you know, what I honestly think he's probably about as good as Tonev. He just scored a load of important goals for us. Mm. You know, ability-wise, he's not that great. No. He works hard, but you know, you, you you could get frustrated by. He scored two against Fulham, didn't he, as well last yeah. season, just before yeah, just yeah. before he got injured. Mm. So you know, he he loved popping up at the back post and popping up with a run of goals. The important guy did keep did, his goals essentially did keep us yeah. up. Yeah, ability-wise, really, he was probably about as good as Alexander Tonner. I think that's a I think that's a harsh comparison. I I, I think I think his biggest problem was that he was so inconsistent. You know, he I thought he would play really well on one game and then start the next game and then just be completely anonymous. I think he had a I think he had a higher ceiling but probably the same floor as Tonev. Um and like you say scored scored some important goals. Um yeah, wish him well and um and hopefully he can can play regularly and 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 get on well in in Turkey. But uh but let's see. And then obviously Bertrand Traore as well um to 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 carry on with his Afcon dream and um he scored a couple. He's had a fairly, you know, obviously he had COVID at the start of it. And then I, feel like he's, I feel like he's captain. I could have completely made that up. Yeah, but he's had a he's had a pretty good tournament after coming back from COVID. And he's had a, he's, he's had a real rotten rotten time of it over the last 12 months. Injuries, COVID with Villa, COVID at the start of, of the AFCON. Um, but hopefully this hopefully this, this tournament can kind of give him that boost that, that he needs for us, I think. Again, yeah. there was glimpses. There was glimpses of real quality last season um, when we were on that uh, impressive uh, run in in um, December. I thought he was he was one of our standout players and probably scored one of my favourite goals last season. That West Brom goal, I thought, was just yeah. just so classy. So um, yeah, again, another player that'll come back hopefully after having good um, good Afcon fitness should be improved. And um, yeah, I think I think Gerard likes him. He, he started he started against Brentford, so I think Gerard quite likes him. Um, but at the minute he isn't going to get in ahead of Coutinho or or Buendia. So um, again, him and him and Bailey off the bench certainly certainly an upgrade on, on what we've had. Mm. Some nice competition up there. All right, have we got any other business, gentlemen? Before we, before... Uh, just uh, just really that obviously use the loot roper discount if you want some cheaper loot roper clothes. You can see the discount code at the bottom side of the of the screen. So yeah, I'd. Take advantage of that if you do want to get some loot roper garments, and I guess we'll be back next week for a match preview before the before the Leeds game. So yeah, other than that, it's just been great to to get the band back together, hasn't it? Nice mm-hmm. to nice to have a chat like like old times. I've I've enjoyed it. Nice yeah. to see that picture as well. That picture was was uh, it brought back <clears throat> brought back um, good memories. Good memories. Yeah, it was good. maybe Tom will fly back one day, and we'll do another show at Villa Park. Yeah, I um I hope so. I hope we'll be able to come back at some point. We didn't make it home for Christmas or New Year, so um. I um a return is is due, so um, it really, it really is. It's been a pleasure to yeah. to speak with you lads always, um and uh, yeah, thank you for thank you for having me back for this little special. Let's go. Good to see you, man. The villa. Nice one. Cheers, boys. Sports Social Podcast Network.